Hello and welcome to the PC Gamer UK podcast. My name is Samuel Roberts and I'm joined by... Phil Savage and Andy Kelly. This is our first podcast in a while. Uh, we mm. said we'd do some kind of awards for 2016 podcast, but we didn't do that. So just to wrap up, Dishonored 2-1. Yep. Um, Overwatch is good. Wee. XCOM is good. Stardew Valley is good. Uh, Titanfall 2 is good. I think that's pretty much... Well, that's, that's not all of them, but some of them. We gave out loads. Uh, go to the website. They're there. Yeah, game, <laughs> games are good. Um, cool. Okay, so we're going to talk about 2017 instead then, this new year that we're living in. Everything's different in this year. Uh, well, different computer games are coming out. Everything else is largely the same. It's grey outside, and we're still making magazines on a three-week schedule, Phil, which is one of the reasons <laughs> this podcast has been so erratic in the last I few months. I was so tired. I couldn't do a podcast when we broke up before Christmas. Okay, I yeah. had to leave... When he said broke up, he meant at work. Like, it wasn't... Me and Phil don't have, like, a thing on the side, you know, as much as I would be willing to initiate that against all HR guidelines. <laughs> have we uh, forgotten guidelines. how to podcast, have we? Yeah, I have. It sounds a lot like we've forgotten how to podcast. <laughs> I'm making cheeky chappy jokes that are very off-brand for me. And, just imagine... Uh, yeah. It's a slightly different setup. We're all sat around one mic now. And it's Just imagine, like, that's a strange metal man and we're just in the pub. <laughs> and he's just the fourth member of the group. The metal man is judging us. Um, <laughs> yeah. He finds our banter wanting. He's very pointy. Yeah. It doesn't look like a microphone. It looks like something that a doctor uses to remove something from your back passage. It looks like a space station from Elite Dangerous. <laughs> it does a little bit. Yeah. Um, that's no, Should we talk about that first of all? That's been like the first big thing that happened this year, yeah. isn't it? Aliens appeared. Oh, Elite, not the new microphone. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. sorry. Um, um, yeah, yeah, like uh, Frontier, very uh, very savvy in picking the least uh, busy time of year for news yeah. to do to own the news to cycle with a very cool thing. Um, but they haven't officially copped to or anything yet. They're not. They're not saying anything. No. When I asked their PR um, uh, about, uh, are you guys talking about the aliens and Elite Dangerous? Uh, his response was, "What aliens?" Yeah. So that's, that's I like at. that. The, all the devs, if you follow them on Twitter, are all very cagey about it and making a big show of going, "Oh, I don't know what you mean." Doesn't look like anything to me. Yeah, it's a little it, reference for fans of te- television. <laughs> I'd love television. Yeah, it's my favourite. <laughs> my favourite entertainment media. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, if you don't know, in the Elite Universe, the first two games, I think, or maybe even just the first one, there was an alien race of insect, violent and insects called the Thargoids, and they'd sort of attack your ship, and they would, they'd usually kill you. I think there was some story something happened that made all their technology stop working in Elite 2 maybe, or one of the other games and so the implication here is that they've regrouped and mm. if, it, if it continues the same timeline, they've, they've got the technology back and they're coming back to the Milky Way to, to do something because they didn't attack the person who they you know, they met that, the commander that we interviewed actually yeah. on, the, on the website, you can find that they just sort of looked at him inquisitively and then sorted off back through like a untraceable you know wormhole or something so i think the big thing is that uh they can pull you out of um light speed yeah um which players can pull you out of uh high uh, super cruise Mm -hmm. but these have the technology to pull you out of hyperspace so that's they're like mega advanced and the the ship kind of it reminds me a bit of the reapers and mass effect it's got that kind of intimidating slightly uh, organic looking design to it, the ship. Yeah, it was uh, it was an amazing moment because uh, obviously for the player who who discovered that, it was the first time they'd seen anything like that. Mm. So um, no one, yeah, he, he would have had no clue that 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 was going to happen. And it's it's, yeah. it's such a when it happens, it's so cinematic. It's so yeah, the, the, the ship judders and it just appears mm. like it's uh, makes yeah. his uh, interface uh, on his ship all. switches off for a second doesn't it as well yeah Frontier is so good at like the UI stuff and like the sound and the look of just being in a spaceship 
Oh, it's the way that like uh, if you turn off um, life support, or whatever, that you can the your shift shift to yeah. or stuff yeah. like that is amazing. And yeah, they've really done well here in terms of yeah. uh, like that one person, and possibly that one person alone has had one hell of an experience. Mm. Everyone else now has sort of seen it on yeah. the internet. <laughs> in it's videos. great that he got to be the first person, and also he would have seen that after probably four hours of just super cruising between planets and mm. which is what largely elite the elite experience is is just space trucking to have that happen in the middle of a whole lot of nothing this would have been pretty amazing i'm trying to think of anything comparable like that in a game where i've i've like worked really hard to find an easter egg or something then when i see it i'm like wow that's so incredible and i know i know i've had experiences like that in games i'm just trying to figure out what exactly i might be i might be thinking of specifically but i know the the first time i saw the i mean i didn't find it myself but the the weird Secret ending in the witness that felt pretty. Uh, that was quite exciting. Oh, really? I don't know if anyone's done that. No, um, no, no. Well, no. you can basically access the secret ending for the witness at the very start of the oh, game. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it leads. It shows you the sort of real. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, know, I don't love the witness, but I thought that was just a cool. It felt strange and mm. um, like I shouldn't be there. I like when games give you that feeling that you've found something like. Yeah, illicit. Yeah, like, I shouldn't be here. It's, doesn't Far Cry Four have something similar where if you wait for oh, yeah. the guy in the pink suit, I can't remember his name, to come back, then Hagen Min. Yeah, mm. then they, then the game ends. The credits just roll. Yeah, because he, he says like, the thing. Yeah, he says like, "I'll wait there while I go and do something," and he walks and out of the room. Obviously, as a player, yeah, your first thought is, "I'll yeah. go do a thing." Yeah, uh, but if you but just sit there, sit there and do <laughs> he what he comes says, and, he comes back yeah. and is, he gives you some crab rangoon, which yeah. is tasty, and end the game, which is brilliant. I love. Oh, and Batman. Arkham City. If uh, uh, as Catwoman, you can just you can just walk away and not save Batman in the credits roll. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, there's a bit where it goes. Oh, you've got to go and save Batman. And you've just I think you've just robbed something. You can just walk away with the loot. And there's a scene of her just walking through the city, and it's the credits roll. And wow. That's it. Game over. But yeah. yeah, and then it resets back to you know back to that moment where you then have to go and save Batman. Oh. I like the idea that someone did that on uh, and got a Steam refund for Far Cry 4. Like, well, I finished it straight away. <laughs> <laughs> Leaves a negative review on uh, Steam. Not recommended. Yeah. It's almost 40 minutes long. It's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. I wonder if someone's done that a game's done quick. That'd be quite funny. Like, <laughs> played Far Cry in 30 Far Cry minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's uh, that's good. I'm trying to think of other things that are going on in January. I guess we could just talk about games that are, are coming out in the near future. So, mm. Resident Evil 7 is the first first one yeah. uh, that is out in I think the 24th of January um, not far off and uh, after a recent demo release on Steam um, which was uh, demo ran pretty well and game looks pretty yeah. good and yeah yeah people are generally uh, quite excited about it Andy um, I know yeah. you're going to be reviewing it for us is like uh, is it something you've thought about a lot recently yeah yeah I think I'm at that stage where I'm ready for a new game and I'm just patiently waiting for that because that's I'm pretty eager to play it after the demo which was yeah nicely optimized on PC and I like the change in direction and the visual style it's just so disgusting it's the most disgusting game I've ever seen <laughs> it's absolutely horrible you can almost smell it like it's about you open a fridge and it's like a molded over fridge and it's one of the worst things I've ever seen <laughs> I just felt a bit ill and I, games don't usually get me like that I think Silent Hill 2 maybe has got me in that same way and it just feels like your skin crawling a bit so I, that that's promising to me it's totally not doesn't feel like Resident Evil at all but I'm fine with that because that series lost its mind a bit. <laughs> it did a bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's um, I, 
people have, have uh, who have played like a few hours of the hands-on stuff that we previewed in issue two nine nine, was it? Or was it in three hundred? Is in three hundred? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's all a blur now, isn't it? In twenty seventeen. But like, um, yeah, they say that the rhythm of it is actually very similar to the original Resi uh, in terms yeah. of you are exploring this house on this yeah. on this plantation in the game, and uh, yeah, you the way that the kind of puzzles work and combat works actually like replicates the yeah. dynamics of so original Resi quite well. Doors locked off, and then you find a key by doing it. Yeah. You can access more of the house, and it gradually opens up. Yeah. yeah. Inventory management. See that's, struggles that's with good. enemies. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite promising. Yeah. I think that demo is a is a slightly kind of weird kind of like uh, sort of like representation of what the game actually is without actually being part of the game. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't yeah, think it's all like of a it's in there. Prologue, isn't it? Yeah, if you if you haven't played it yet, it's called the beginning hour. It's on Steam and it is like a prologue, separate story, uh, story and events to the main game. And I think if you solve a, a really elaborate puzzle in the demo. And carry your save game over to the main game. You unlock something. No one knows what it is yet, but so that, it's a worth red playing. herb. <laughs> yeah. It's worth playing the demo. I think it's it's interesting, and yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. What if they're bringing ink ribbons back? I mean, I guess it's just too annoying yeah. by today's standards. Yeah, but like um, yeah, like having a user. I, I replayed the first Resi remaster recently, and having to always have a inventory slot with a bloody ink ribbon in it, and you find a key you need, so you have to run all the way back to like somewhere where all your stuff's lying on the floor because you have it scattered around everywhere and you drop your ink grip and you go back and get the key and you open the door and then there's a two slot item in there that you can't fit and yeah yeah, yeah. that inventory management stuff's a real ball ache in the original so I don't know if they'll yeah. as much of that it does have an inventory with space yeah. slots but yeah well even that version of Resi that is on PC is 15 years old now isn't it so oh, like that's, uh, that's mad it, it yeah. really doesn't feel like it it feels like that remake could have been made recently it's really, really good because it's got pre-rendered backgrounds doesn't it yeah they're, they're really high end yeah they sharpened them up a bit for the PC release but it's the best way to play the original the, the actual original is aged horribly oh yeah I agree with that yeah. same with the second one although there's a remake of that coming soon yeah I'm now, excited about that I'd love to see that I wonder if they'll be tempted to go 3D, but I'd love to see those lavish pre-rendered backgrounds. I think for I, two. I think I don't think they'll do it as like uh, Revelations or um, Resi yeah. Six. I think they'll do it as like the Resi remake or Zero. Like yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I think it's just you know it's not the same game. Otherwise, it's no. like when people say remake, they more want visual and audio enhancements as yeah. opposed to an actual remake. So um, yeah, that's that's yeah. the thing they'll probably hear more about this year because they start. I think they greenlit that like three years ago or something. Yeah. So. That's happening. Mass Effect's happening in March, on the March the 21st, yeah. I think. Yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, that sort of snuck up out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, it's it's sort of been simmering, simmering away in the background for a while, I think. Yeah. Like, we've known about it for a while, it feels like. But actual details, even like gameplay footage or anything like that, has been fairly thin. Yeah. I think it only seems to be in the last month or two that actual, like... Information is being is being shared. Um, yeah, it's like um, it almost felt like both of it. So I think it's had two E3 showings so mm. far, and both of them I think missed the mark in terms of they kind of went well. There'll be more yeah, in both, the future. You mostly know? just talking heads from the dev team going, "We're making a good Mass Effect," and it's like, well, oh, I believe you, Bioware, but still, you know, yeah, you may not be the most like impartial source. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's like I, I'm totally, I'm totally up for it. It's like um, I. I, I see a few people in my uh, bubble of uh, well, you know, Twitter people, which are, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, speak positively of in any way, really. But like, um, they kind of seem a little bit like turned off by what's been shown so far, mm. and um, I do wonder if they've maybe made it look like a kind of like 
a spin-off rather than this is the new era of Mass Effect, like uh, just in terms of its messaging. Possibly, yeah. Like I, I think um, have they, have they said whether it's like a, an actual a new series launching off point? Because I saw, I'm, I'm sure I saw a thing saying, "Oh, this isn't like a trilogy or anything necessarily," but maybe I didn't. Maybe that was a different series. I, I, it's, I'm sure I saw a thing that said also you should keep your save for okay. Andromeda. So like, I, there's no way they're going to stop making them. It's they I mean, no, they'll keep making them. Um, it's the thing that didn't EA they say you should keep your save from the end of Mass Effect Three as well, though. What, what came no, about? Just unlock some little bonus, like yeah. a statue of uh, the Normandy in your quarters or something like that. Or some it? wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 1440p wallpaper. Or maybe they'll, if they talk about because there's going to be a bit. I guarantee in Andromeda where. Um, you watch a hollow message from Commander Shepard, and he's like a hero to everyone, you know. Yeah. And, and he's gonna, and there'll be that nostalgic thing of hearing, you know, yeah, either which whichever Shepard you prefer. I prefer Man Shep. If I see him in a hologram talking to me and saying, "No, oh, this is the most important mission, you know, humanity has ever embarked on," and stuff, I'll be like, "Yeah." I'll, Except I'll, for my one. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be totally. I'll be suckered in by that. So I think if he, if you transfer your save, he. The reference, oh, Shepard did this, you mm. know. That I'd like to hear people uh, tell tales about things I actually did in the main trilogy. That would I mean, cool. that would be good. Uh, that would that would certainly establish the timeline a bit better and mm. like provide some form of connection that I think has been missing in a lot of what they've shown. Yeah. The, the so main far. the main thing that, that would stop them from doing that is them new consoles, isn't it? That um, don't don't have well, Mass Effect saves on well, them. They'll just generate a generate like a like Dragon Age. Age well, they could also save. do a Dragon Age keep thing, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where they just you can just pick some options. It, yeah. it might be a thing they're just not going to talk about right until launch. Is like because yeah. yeah. when it, when it happens, this could be cool. And if not, then you still get an all new Mass Effect adventure thing. I'm sure yeah. it's fine either way. And like, um, I think the combat looks really good in this one as well. Like, I mean, uh, by Mass Effect Three, it was an it was an action RPG, not really an mm. RPG in the traditional sense. Mm. But I don't mind that. Because, I think it's going to be more that as well. Like, yeah. apparently, you don't directly control your um, squad mates in this one. And, okay. Uh, there are a few other things that, but the the environment is more of a big deal because you know a lot of it's going to be in like open world areas rather than those recognisable mass effect arenas. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah, that's a bit of a concern I have. At one of my favourite part, my least favourite thing in Mass Effect is leaving cities and going out into the wilds and doing missions and stuff. Mm. I'd love just that feeling of being part of like a big space community and visiting all the different cities and seeing the different cultures and popping at the Citadel and you know. Going to Ilium or whatever, and seeing that you know, I, I like that idea of like a populated universe. I wonder if this is going to be more like the space Wild West, you know, all frontier towns and stuff no, like that, or will there be I cities? And so I actually know. asked the devs this, and I think the embargo on the interview I had is passed. So yeah, so I think it passed in December. Didn't yeah, it? Probably yeah, did. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, and I was like, I asked if I, uh, you know, because where they showed in that. Um, that first trailer, that tech demo one, the frostbite. I uh, know, actually, where they showed in the one where you're going and visiting this colony that the um, that a bunch of bad humans uh, yeah, had yeah. set up. Oh, and it sort of looks like it's actually a really detailed little hub. Yeah, but it is yeah. very much like Wild West kind like of where the frontier space, yeah. bandits. Um, so I was like, oh, is it is it kind of a Wild West thing where like these planets are isolated? And apparently not. Apparently, like. The actual civilization of Andromeda is much more advanced. Than oh, that'd be great then if it's big futuristic cities. So I, I, I mean, but I yeah. think each planet is probably designed to give like its own feel, kind of in the way Inquisition did, where like each map um, tried to be very distinct, um, like even different sizes and kind of having 
a, a different main <coughs> path through it. Yeah. I think each planet in Andromeda is probably going to try and attempt something different. So the fact that we've seen like a frontier town right now doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that's the whole theme of the galaxy. I imagine we're still going to get like the oh, major yeah. cities and the yeah. They've definitely been like a, spaceship. a bit yeah. more rever- uh, reserved about showing it off than they were about Inquisition. Because I remember see, I imagine I remember going to an event in London a year and a half before Inquisition came out mm. to see what happens if this village gets destroyed and Varric's reaction to it. And oh yeah, you can ride a horse and uh, and you know this is a desert uh, base that you're attacking and here's like uh, some mountains and a forest and a dragon fight and like um, in this we've not actually I've, you know I've not seen it at E3 or Gamescom mm. like it's just been I think they kind of treat it like Fallout 4's launch where it just was announced and then it's just out that's good you, you want that sense of discovery especially since that's the whole point of yeah, the yeah. Game, isn't it? it's um, discovery and I do wonder if yeah. like they've captured the same thing like I think Fallout the way Bethesda handled Fallout did build anticipation for that a lot like um, whereas Mass Effect's been slightly different in that they haven't said much, but they announced it a long time ago. Mm. So there's just been, I think, it almost feels like, oh, well, why aren't they showing off like more of this? Is there a problem with development? Is there something going wrong? And it might not be that. It's probably just a case of, yeah, we want to keep it under our wraps. Yeah, it's more devs yeah. need to do that. It's, it's so, like film trailers that reveal the whole plot. I think the know? problem is, like, years and years ago, we got the logo Mass Effect Andromeda, and it's like, I mean, if they. If the at the last E three or you know six months ago, that's when they'd first announced it, would probably be like, fucking hell, Mass Effect Andromeda's coming out soon. And as it is, it's like, I'm looking forward to playing it. But I'm not exactly like hyped over. I'm not like, oh shit, this is going to be the best game of the year or anything. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I, um, I I I think it's the thing where when it's here, we'll be massively pumped for it. Like, um, it's uh, it's. I don't think March is March that busy a time for games this year. I mean, it is on like multi-platform, but like not on yeah, PC really. I think so. Like I know that uh, Nintendo console is announced as launching in March, wasn't it today or yesterday or something? Um, and as but, we said, the release schedule for the year as a whole is looking relatively quiet right now. It's a little bit, yeah. So if we look beyond Mass Effect, um, Prey is one of the other games that we've seen that we're excited about yeah. uh, next year. Phil, you sort of went to... Uh, I don't think we ever talked about it on the podcast, actually. Um, probably not, no. Um, um, you, you've talked about it for, in so many places now. It's probably driven you nuts <laughs> and you don't want to talk about it anymore. But like that was um, that definitely impressed you, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, like, I didn't get to play it, but I got to see a section of it being played by uh, the lead designer and... Yeah, it looks very exciting. Um, it is not quite what... Well, it depends how long you've been following Arcane. It is more of an RPG than Arcane has made since Arx Fatalis, their like, debut game, uh, which I haven't played. And a lot of people probably haven't played. Yeah. Um, so if you're used to, like, the way Dishonored works, the, even the way, like, Dark Messiah of My Own Magic works, like, Prey isn't that necessarily. It's first-person, and there is, like, that first-person combat... But it's very much designed to be more of a tactical kind of, and and you spec a character towards a certain thing, and that can be alien powers and things like transforming into a mug, right? Or it could just be uh, be really good at shotguns uh, and print out lots of three D shotguns yeah. and shoot things. <clears throat> transforming into a mug, just like yeah. just like me when I'm humiliated in a pub. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, okay. In March as well, we've got. Pers- my personal top of my list currently, Near Automata. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, you played I, that in December, <clears throat> didn't you? Yeah, I went to Square Enix and played that. Played the demo that's now out on consoles. Um, and yeah, it's. I think it's Platinum have 
ups and downs, and it seems like the A team's been working on this combat is incredible, like so beautifully animated and. And um, apparently the, the game itself is like it has a sort of Zelda style hub overworld thing. So yeah, loads of interconnected like open worlds. Yeah, basically, yeah. The, you can ride around on mounts and stuff. Whereas the demo is like a, just a linear, you know, arenas of enemies just to show off the combat. <clears throat> but I think that marrying that platinum combat um, to a big open RPG and with a sort of mischievous fourth wall sense of humor that the near the first near game had is quite an exciting combination yeah and it's good that it's coming to PC as well so mm. I'm, I'm pretty it's top of my list currently of games I'm, I'm excited to play that's interesting I, I played the first Nier and I thought it was pump yeah. I'll be honest it was a different dev <laughs> um, I should say different developer the people that developed the first Nier are long gone it's the ones that did Drake and Guard like those yeah. guys um, <clears throat> but it's the same director um I understand that the things people liked about it only really pop up in like the second or third playthroughs. Yeah. Which personally, as oh, someone who had to review yeah. that game, I don't think that's an acceptable thing no. for a twenty-hour game to do. <clears throat> but like, um, yeah. but no, I, I know that some people just swear by it. It's yeah, I never like, played it, and uh, it's one of those ones that a lot of people pontificate about. But this seems like it's a really a separate thing. It's yeah, yeah. Set in the same universe, but it's different characters and. And Platinum weren't involved in the first one either, so I think even if you haven't played the first one, it doesn't matter. Looks a lot more stylish as well, <clears throat> as a combination of like fantasy and sci-fi, yeah. these kind of weird-looking robot yeah, it's set, worlds. Yeah, it's post-apocalyptic through uh, the lens of like Japanese game design. This looks quite interesting. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's an odd one that genre. I've got not sort of odd relationship with it because they are the things where people say like, oh, they don't. You know, you don't really see what they're about until your second or third or fourth playthrough and I'm like who's got that sort of time <coughs> yeah you know? whereas and you know something like Bayonetta gets away with it by just being instantly entertaining and like the combat in that is like very elegant and just bombastic from the off yeah you don't have to play it three times to go I really understand the intricacies of this combat system yeah it, I, I'm, a, I'm, a little, I'm, a, I'm a bit more optimistic about this one just because people who I know who haven't played near played this demo and just were immediately impressed by it um, one on certain thing actually is I don't know when the PC version's out because they've um They've. I know the console version's out in March. Ah, yeah. But like, I don't. Yeah. yeah. The PC version is. I think it's just a kind of like vague TBA, yeah. and I could. I you know it might just appear like one day in July, which is kind of how all of the Japanese games that Square Enix releases end up on PC. Is oh, Final Fantasy Ten's out now. Yeah. And like it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it might be a bit later than March then. It might be. Yeah. yeah. Um, but beyond that, uh, yeah. Mm, With the stuff. Um, yeah, like I'm looking at a list here, and there is the, you forget how many games are coming out. Like what you're looking though, For uh, Honor. If any of our, oh, yeah. For Honor. Chris any of our listeners can hear sellotape <laughs> in the background laughing, um, that's that's we don't know what that is. Yeah. No, it's the sellotape is surprisingly close. So yeah. even though, <laughs> it sounds like it's in this room. At least they, it's not a drill. No, that's true. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, um, Night in the Woods, uh, which is looking quite interesting. Yeah, is out in uh, February. Um, yeah, Tom Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Right. I was impressed by that when I played mm. that at E3, and um, and <coughs> yeah, it's uh, that's that's looking cool. Um, that's out on the seventh of um, March. I'm going to see that actually. Yeah, next yeah. week in Paris. That's good. Yeah, which is Paris, which is French for Paris. <laughs> for, um, honor, for honor, Chris <coughs> swears by a uh, very, very yeah. hardcore com- uh, sword combat game. But I think he yeah. didn't he compare it to Rainbow Six Siege in terms of like this is a this might do for sword fighting what this did for yeah, X Y yeah, and Z. Makes yeah. me think of that ridiculous. Um, uh, TV show where they got like who would win out of a Nazi SS oh, officer yeah, yeah, and a Viking yeah, the, um, 
and then they got was the, the fight with Ultimate Warrior. Or Ultimate something. Warrior, yeah. Ultimate there was a game Warrior. of that as well. It's like who would want to have a <coughs> yeah samurai and a, and a marine from the Vietnam War? That's just like trying to do it. That's just a slightly elevated version of WWE, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's not even that elevated. Really. <laughs> no, who would want to have a clown and a dead guy? <laughs> Yeah. Actually, talking about WWE, they've <coughs> just announced WWE 2K17 coming okay. out. It'll be rubbish. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. But, but, I, mean, I mean, the console. Re- well, no, the console reviews have been alright, and I don't know why because looking at that game, it just looks yeah. complete garbage. Those games have they've got a, a hardcore following of people who care about the iteration. It's like people who are mad for FIFA, like all the FIFA to the outsider, all the FIFA's like the same bit. If you know the intricacies then it's like, oh the grapple system's been reworked or whatever. Yeah. Stuff, it's it's yeah. one of those Forest for the Trees <coughs> things where it's like if you step back and look at it, you're like, well <laughs> yeah. these are what graphics are in the year twenty seventeen. <laughs> Game. Oh here's one that's coming out in March. Star Trek Bridge Crew on VR. Oh, oh I played that. Okay, yeah. I played that at E three and, and never wrote about it because I didn't have enough to say about it. Yeah. Um, which has happened a few times in the last year. But like um all I did was is um push some buttons to make the weapons go up during a fight and then I wave my hands around just because <laughs> I noticed that I, I could see other players' screens and watch yeah. my own hands wave around, <laughs> which amused good. me. It seems like um, baby yeah. Artemis basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 On the one hand it would yeah. probably be a good a good fodder for a team feature, but that's only because we've already done that team mm. feature as PC gamer. Also, the, my main problem with it was who has three friends who own VR headsets <laughs> as well? <laughs> like Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. That's well, a very specific uh, thing. We are the magazine PC Gamer, and we've only got two VR headsets. <laughs> yeah, and none of us have plans to buy any this year for ourselves. Those no. are just work headsets. Um, Outcast 2 as well. Um, that could be good. Don't know enough about Outcast really to... Was, was the first one of those games? Do you mean Outlast? Outlast, Outlast sorry. Yeah. Yes. Outcast is the one where the guy's got a comb over his eyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, uh, yeah. Outcast was the first one one of those games about uh, wheelchairs on their sides with one spinning wheel? Oh, no. You know what? I, I was actually talking about Outcast. They're bringing Outcast back. The guy with oh, the yeah. comb on his face. Is that comb on yeah. his face on his ears? Oh, he's got like some sort of bizarre... That's it, yeah. Jordy LaForge style. Vibe. Yeah, yeah. Remember, that's the game that had really ridiculous futuristic names for stuff, and the thing that you used to save your game was called a Gamsav. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's good. Wow, some good in universe that? chats, that so is. The, that was 1999. Gamsav. Like, <laughs> yeah. Gamsav. They're bringing that back. I think it was Kickstarted, so yeah, that, yeah there's they were, a new like, Outcast. Wasn't last year they're like Outcast 1.1, which was like an HD yeah, or a remastered version? Second Contact. Oh, so. I, I there is an Outlast game. There's an Outlast and an Outcast. I saw it at Gamescom. It looked rubbish. Yeah, yeah, like it looked like the same, the same game. But even like, but like out of the context of 1999, it doesn't mm. really make sense. Like, mm. I understand it was one of the first open world games, but that doesn't mean it, it was the best at it. And yeah. like, uh, yeah, honestly, <coughs> just looking at the combat and the really terrible animations of the enemies, it looked. I thought it looked disastrous yeah. to be honest. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. The people who love that first game, we, and it, it was, I think it was considered like an unfinished kind of like failed masterpiece, basically. But like. Um, it does have a bit of a following. Mm. It was quite demanding on PCs at the time as well because it was for a long while, didn't it hold like the same spot in the top one hundred? Yeah, like, and this is a, this like is a fifty second best game. <laughs> and for PC. ten years, one of our rivals <laughs> has been making the joke, that same joke about it, fair, which is fair enough. But yeah, um, and um, April as well. There's some good stuff coming out. Ukulele. Oh yeah. Um, which I was quite impressed with when I played that a while back. Oh yeah, Bulletstorm, which now has Duke Nukem in it. Oh, um, even oh. though someone could just patch it, so the version I own actually works on my PC. Yeah. Fair enough. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's really bitchy. Not bitter but, about that at all. Uh, Injustice 2, oh, that's not coming on PC, is it? No, I think they said he said he might bring it to PC yeah. at some point. Ed Boon did. Um, that that uh, Mortal Kombat man. Shenmue 3, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, there's um, I, there's sequels we know are happening this year as well. Like Assassin's Creed's big reset is meant to be this year. The yeah. more kind of witchery. I'm excited yeah. about that. I think they still said that. They said basically, if they needed to, they would delay it again. Probably like to a March 2018 or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm up for a properly uh, open worldy assassin set in Egypt that doesn't have that isn't structured like the old games. Like it's a more um, like they want it to be more of a storytelling. They want to far cry it up a bit. Yeah, I'd be well into like a more open, freeform, systemsy assassin set in Egypt. That's I, what I think it might be. I think all Ubisoft games are going to be like that from now on because that that bloke said they would be. The bloke did say. That. <laughs> and Watch Dogs is a bit like that. And actually. what more evidence <laughs> can there be than a bloke saying? But yeah. the, Watch Dogs is quite freeform yeah. and uh, let's be a bit creative. I think that's the start of the transition. Yeah, it yeah. Definitely, it, it sort of bridges the two styles, doesn't it? Because there's a lot of like old Assassin's creed style open world design in there, but yeah. it is mixed with like, <coughs> a set of systems that you can just manipulate yeah. in so a lot of freeform ways. Well, another thing is that the um, that, uh, something interesting is I saw Clint Hocking, who returned to Ubisoft, yes. presumably to work on a Splinter Cell, a series Hopefully. that he created. Um, hopefully to make it more like MGS5, um, which would yeah, be amazing. Would be but great. like... Uh, he he retweeted something that um, one of the astroneer devs said about Steep and how Steep was actually meant to be the first of that sort of like ah, right, yeah. build the player mm. player driven yeah. sort of like All story the games. Do uh, lean into that? They sort of say, oh, you know, make stories with your friends and stuff. They really lean into that heavily, even though it's not that actually that fun to do. But no, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, like that's um, yeah. there's something they the fact that he retweeted it makes me think that is like a company wide yeah, yeah, initiative yeah. now. Which uh, the idea that Ubisoft are now just making systemic games is really exciting isn't it like, yeah, uh, with, with the, with the world they create yeah. yeah totally like and Steep obviously had a lot of problems by the looks of it but yeah I guess there could be any number of reasons for that that aren't just this new direction well it's about yeah. snowboarding I mean that yeah. probably doesn't help I, I, really, I really tried to like that one but it's, it's not yeah. good I think like it's sort of I think it's got a smallish uh, audience who like it, but like, yeah, um, yeah I just the fact it just looked a bit. It, the subject matter doesn't appeal to me specifically, but mm. like, um, yeah, the idea of a Splinter Cell or Assassin's Creed that or Far Cry, Far Cry is already a bit like that, but that that leans into that uh, yeah. more is is very exciting. I hope Assassin's Creed does happen this year because yeah. it's actually a fairly blank looking second half of twenty seventeen so far. We need um, some games. We know that Star yeah. Wars Battlefront is happening this year, the second one that EA makes, um, which will hopefully have a good campaign in it which I think Criterion's been working on yeah. in the UK yeah. um, but uh, yeah the first one uh, I don't know just didn't seem to keep uh, have much momentum on PC like and again suffered from the whole season pass thing which it's very um, I mean my, my main criticism in the review is that there really wasn't much room for um, mastery it's very simple and streamlined and yeah. that was by design they wanted a super accessible shooter and the more you played it, you never felt like you were really d- uncovering any like intricacies to get good at. It just felt quite, you know, a good, yeah. Yeah, a good campaign could counterbalance that. Like, if, if that's the reason you buy it, then I don't think it matters if like the, yeah. the multiplayer is a very kind of smoothed off. Yeah, I, I'm just sad. Criterion are doing that now and not making burnout. Just <laughs> <laughs> more burnout. Well, they're just much smaller these days, aren't they? They are. Yeah, I think a lot of their. Uh, race people went off elsewhere. Yeah, some of them are that go- are ghost games, but neither of the Need for Speeds that they've made have really set the world on fire yet. So um, yeah. yeah, Burnout is a bit of a, a bit of an absentee on uh, consoles. Yeah. It is other stuff happening in 2017. I think we'll finally see the 
new Bioware IP that they were they have first talked about at E3 2014 okay. um, that that uh, Casey Hudson and the original Mass Effect team were working on before he left. I was just um, assuming that had been cancelled, but I, I don't. Guess. No, I actually um, I saw. I think so one of the people from Bioware follow on Twitter retweeted something saying I've just seen a build of it and it's oh. amazing like um, no but there's definitely a new IP being worked on by Bioware that at some point has to be revealed because that that, yeah. that team first uh, you know the, that was that was released like five years ago Mass Effect 3 so you would assume that, the, that this is in some state to be shown this year particularly if they're wrapping up Mass Effect I mean maybe the the um, how quiet it looks at this point, like coupled with like how well um, holding off and doing a late announcement works for Bethesda for Fallout, yeah, kind of might predict a very exciting E3. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's... or it's just going to be a really good year to catch up on your backlog. Uh, well, I hope not because uh... <laughs> because we've got a magazine to make. <laughs> <laughs> got to put something on the cover, Phil. Mm. Um, but yeah, like. Uh... They it's wasn't it also uh, there you go Bioware's new IP will be revealed soon exact teasers and that was in August so okay. that can't be too far off mm. but like and they've been talking about it again as of November so it's definitely not been cancelled there's also um, this has also been the third year since Dragon Age two, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition sorry yeah. um, which means that the chances are they'll probably be talking about that again soon yeah I mean the, the the gap between Dragon Age two and Inquisition probably had a lot to do with the fact that they were transitioning to Frostbite yeah um, I guess Dragon Age Inquisition was the first RPG on Frostbite so that's going to require a lot of custom work and everything mm, yeah yeah but I mean EA seems happy to stick with their Frostbite for everything plan so yeah. I guess it's a case of do do some do some more content and you've got a Dragon Age yeah and like um, that uh... <laughs> not that I'm suggesting that season, <laughs> just, just shit out some writing and you've got one <laughs> yeah men who know nothing about making games <laughs> say it should be easy just poop, yeah. just poop out a new Dragon Age please oh there's um... I mean, just a new luscious location to kill ten bears and <laughs> you're done there's um, that uh, Call of Cthulhu game coming out as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks kind of interesting. Mm. There's uh, that Survival horror. Vampire from uh, Don't Nod, mm. uh, The Life of Strange People. There is Cuphead, also... that weird 20s yeah, pattern. Yeah, that's, that's come through a thing. few phases, doesn't it? Because like, when I played that last, it was a boss rush Yeah, but they've thing. added more normal with levels. like a hub yeah. level when you go yeah. in and each one was, was a different boss with like some very you know, specific mechanics. Um, That's been the worst yeah, for years now, isn't it? Now it's just yeah. a platformer. Yeah. There's actual levels and stuff. I think it will come out now. There's um, Divinity Original Sin 2, which is exciting because the first one was was really good. It's already in early access, isn't it? Mm, this this yeah. one as well. So like, uh, yeah, that I'm can't not touching be. it till it comes out. It makes sense. Proper. Yeah. Torment will be properly out. I'm not touching that till it's out either. Ties of Numenera. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also. Uh, the stuff that um, I mean, we Microsoft's did. working on. Yeah. Halo Wars 2, there's... Oh, there's that. Um, Crackdown 3. Unfortunately, there's not Scalebound anymore. That was no, cancelled this week. Canceled, yeah. Which mm. is a real shame. Um, but, yeah, I know I know a few people were like up and down on that and how good it looked, but I, I was into <clears> it. I was into having a big yeah. dragon pal to tell what to do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, while playing an utter bellend with some headphones. Yeah. On. Like, I was, I was well up for that. Also, it's a Kamir game, so it's bound to be good. Yeah. Because he doesn't make bad games. It's as simple as that. There's um, Frozen Synapse 2. Oh yep, yeah, yeah, and Tokyo's Force too as well. Yeah, this uh, Frostpunk, which is that weird uh, game by the people that made this War of Mine. They've got this What's top. It called? It's called Frostpunk. They've been working on it secretly for a while. It's like a yeah, it's like a, I it was a sequel to Jazzpunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's <gonna> be amazing. <laughs> there's the Full Throttle remaster, which I'm looking forward to because they're 
the technical one was really well done, so that'll be good to play that again. A sequel to Jazz Punk would likely be called <coughs> Rap Punk or like Easy <laughs> Listening Punk, yeah, wouldn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Um, although I, w- I would like Star to know what punk. they are doing next, actually. Maybe I'll just email the devs and say, yeah. Excuse me, yeah. sir, what are you working on? Kingdom Come Deliverance. Yeah, which oh, um, no, that's, yeah, which has, it is a good year for games. And we just, it's, I we think did, it's a, we did do a feature on like fifty-one games coming up in the year. Yeah, which you can buy in the issue on sale <clears> now, which has yeah. Prey on the cover. But like um, Little Nightmares, which is on the cover of the most recent uh, Edge, isn't it? I don't, mm, I don't know, other, other than that, I know nothing much. about it. Yeah. I should probably read, read Edge. <laughs> find I th- out. I think that like, that's a good advert. <laughs> 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 I think that like uh, Metal Gear Survive. Yeah, well. yeah, that would be so, intriguing. There's so many bloody games. There are. There's some. I think what what it kind of lacks is last year's like um, dead cert big hitters that have release dates like how XCOM two, <laughs> Total Warhammer, Dark Souls yeah, three all yeah. came out. We knew Dishonored two was coming. We knew like lots of things, and we also had the promise of Mirror's Edge two, which we all hoped would be good. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I gave it seventy eight percent, which is okay. But like. Uh, no, it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it apart from like some mandatory combat bits. But yeah, this year we're... Um, I don't know. There's a lot of things we know will be announced. And I think there'll probably be some more Bethesda announcements this yeah. year. You probably finally know what they're working on at the uh, Wolfenstein studio. Yeah, they, they hinted a, a new Wolfenstein in the last E3 conference, like very <clears throat> obliquely <clears throat> through one text line of yeah. a video package. So there's a new a year um, on, there's <clears throat> something there. There's a new Odd World game coming out as well. <clears throat> it's like a, a proper. They've done a lot of remasters, you know. Yeah. Um, there's a new one called Soulstorm coming out. I'm, I'm intrigued by. It. They've done some, dropped some hints on their Twitter feed about it. It's like a, a sequel to, whichever the last one with Abe in it was. Yeah, yeah. Abe's Exodus. Exodus. Yeah. yeah. Tacoma's out this year as well. Oh yeah. Follow Tacoma, up from yeah. Gone Home <laughs> people, which will be could be cool, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Certainly very impressed by the first footage for that. Nidhogg too. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it'll be a, it'll definitely be a good year, and there's I, I know at least two cool indie things that will be announced at some point as well that people will definitely like. So yeah, it's uh, it could be it could be a good one. I've no doubt there'll be some more remasters this year too, uh, hopefully. Um, but Maybe. Uh, yeah, oh I guess uh, Bulletstorm's already confirmed, isn't it? Bulletstorm is certainly confirmed. Uh, yeah, so I'm sure we'll see other things uh, reemerge this year. Um, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Should I transition into some reader questions now, or is there anything more on 2017 that people add? probably be some new graphics cards this year <coughs> oh man we, imagine <laughs> yeah um and uh, everyone on the team will say oh geez that's expensive and then upgrade yeah. uh, immediately spending <laughs> oh, 400 pounds imagine what ram will be like a year from now <laughs> okay cool um i have a few quite a few good ones this week actually oh, which is always cool. a surprise because usually people ask us really boring stuff about <laughs> what's the future of ssd so i'm like either you buy one or you don't leave me alone um <laughs> sticks now what do you want from me <laughs> Um, at what point during development do you feel is the ideal time to announce a game? That's from Thomas Busby. Um, that's an interesting question. Mm. I think they can announce it whenever they want, but they just have to think about what they show after the announcement, as in as no, little as possible, I think. I certainly... Um, I have a real thing about how uh, people overrate Sony as they are now, because uh, they've got all these games coming out, but so many of them are in such a, a early form that it's quite annoying... That like I mean like Last of Us Two is just a lady playing gu- a guitar. God of War is just a man with a beard and his little kid. Yeah. And like Final Fantasy Seven <clears throat> remake it barely looks like it exists. Yeah, I like, don't think that's actually a thing. Well, remember no. it's been worse than that. Remember when uh, a while ago uh, Sony announced at one of the E3s Agent. 
by Rockstar North yeah. exclusive to PlayStation 3. Yeah. And that was, I think they really jumped the gun on that one. They were like, we need Maybe something. Yeah. yeah, and like the only thing you ever saw of that was some artist portfolio with like some images of a hotel in like, yeah. Europe or something. I, I was excited I mean, about a Rockstar North developed like espionage game, but I, I don't yeah. think that's ever going to come out. Maybe it will. I don't know. I just, it feels like GTA Online just changed their priority too much yeah, for making yeah. that sort of game to now. To get but, yeah. briefly into like, I guess the console stuff. I think it seems like the perception leans right now more in Sony's favour than it does in Xbox's. Because if you look at like the upcoming Xbox like, the slate, especially now that Scalebound, yeah, yeah, scale has bound. been cancelled. You've already forgotten, Phil. I was going to call it Scalebound because <laughs> that sounds like what games are called. Yeah. Battle Scales. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. Sorry, you were saying. Yeah. Um, now that's been cancelled. Like their upcoming slate looks pretty slim like yeah, there's not a lot going on there and th- that creates like an obvious disparity of perception of the two even though this time next year it could be like more Xbox games of release especially as like there'll probably be a new Forza uh, main series Forza and oh, yeah. other annual stuff but so did anything come out on PS4 last year exclusively that people lost their shit over because the last uh, Guardian four. oh yes that's true actually but like uh, but Microsoft by comparison had Forza, which also came Forza to PC, Horizon, which was amazing. Quantum Break, which no which one really, amazing. which don't, people didn't really right. care about. Mm. And then, um, what else do they have? Do they have anything else? Microsoft, no. Gears of War, no. Gears of War. That's true. Yeah, not not my sort of thing, but I'm um, you know I'm I'm sure people <coughs> like it on the consoles. But like, um, we gave yeah. it a quite high score, didn't we? A review. I think Wes was like, did you give it seventy something? Ah, right. Yeah. You know, I think he thought it was like familiar but good they got a few nines but yeah not from us yeah like um yeah so uh, i i don't know like i know it feels like sony get a lot of smoke blown up their ass for i don't know it's not entirely justified Mm. i think they i think they they could both be uh have some better exclusives but you know talk about consoles that's one thing that could come out next year uh this year is destiny 2 there's been some rumors around that that could yeah yeah yeah. that would that would be a massive deal Um, yeah I'd, i'd love to I've always wanted to play Destiny, but I don't have a console, so I'm excited about that. There's no, there's no better fit for PC from a console game. Although I know that mm, I know yeah. that I know you guys have some doubts about the way it's meant to be played with the controller. I'd be, like, I'd be uh, intrigued to see the difference between the two because, like, it feels like as part of Destiny right now, so much of it is about like that very bungee thing that they refined over all the halos of like really knowing exactly how much auto aim to put on a gun and how to make those feel yeah. like within the specific <laughs> assists that you need with a control pad mm. and yeah when that's not something that you need with a mouse I'll be intrigued to see how it works but yeah okay we'll see um, yeah that could be a big deal maybe particularly in a, a fairly quiet time for MMOs these days that could really bridge the gap um, I mean The Division seemed to have to find a fairly big audience on yeah, PC last year yeah a lot of people year, so, yeah. big into The Division and rushed to his defence when we gave it a fairly mediocre score and Destiny is the uh, the king of that sort of like MMO crossover mm. uh, shooter games as well so uh, yeah that's another thing that people rush in to defend possibly that it doesn't deserve because many elements of it are quite naff what Destiny yeah yeah definitely um, I, <laughs> as one of those people I fully admit that <laughs> a lot of it is naff <laughs> okay cool well that's that's uh, yeah that's so I, I guess like in answer to the question um, I guess I, I guess release the I think announced the game at a point where what it will be in its final form is there in some fashion yeah um, like the, it, where development's not likely to start again I would say uh, Kojima announces too early. Um, that's a good example of like, don't announce that early. Yeah. You know? I think Kojima announces too early, but you can tell he's having fun with what he considers an announcement. Yeah. So, like, I don't know, he sort of, he just 
strap him for the ride and go, well, he's clear, this is a man who's clearly enjoying himself, so we'll yeah. let him get on with it. And people and do think that his games, the announcement and the journey to release is part of mm, the game. I'd say, yeah, I'd say that, yeah. Is, yeah. Like, Andromeda is definitely announcing too early because they announced and then two years went by and nothing yeah. really happened. Because yeah. Yuma takes you on a ride and he plants insane clues in his trailers and stuff and makes a bit of a game out of the of the hype I suppose I like, and sometimes yeah. he doesn't even plant insane clues in his trailers and people just assume that they're there anyway <laughs> yeah so, um, <laughs> like, like that, that reveal, fun, yeah. that reveal of the uh, the Phantom Pain as its own game, where you're just this guy in a hospital crawling around, and yeah, and there's this, and then there's a fire horse and stuff, and then <laughs> that was amazing. And then you people piece together from the logo with these lines coming off. The worry is though yeah, that yeah. A, a lot of the Metal Gear Five trailers are like for me goosebump inducing and amazing, and then more no, so than the, the game. The story is that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, more, yeah, more yeah, exciting like, honestly, than the game. Honestly, <laughs> that, that um, trailer about like language that sets yeah. a new order is just Incredible, amazing. Yeah. Like, it is a really well put together six minutes of yeah. this weird And then you find out it's just a lot of... And the game super isn't that <laughs> yeah. at all. No, no. Which could have been like for a million factors, it could have been that the time got cut short, budgets got cut, whatever, but... But yeah, the, the lead up to Metal Gear Five was like more emotionally stirring than the game itself. Oh yeah, for sure. The game yeah. was amazing. The game was but, amazing, but yeah. for a completely different reason. Yeah. So yeah. maybe um, I think with Death Stranding, I think he's going to get all the time and money he needs. So yeah, yeah, that, that is for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh god, do you like the current trend of RGB everything? I'm not talking about RGB. Uh, <laughs> what? Um, oh, does it mean? Oh, it means like um, glowing peripherals. Oh, I've got a, right, I've got a chroma okay. mouse and I quite enjoy just watching it generally yeah, I've got one, of the, <laughs> got one of the keyboards and it's always fun when like you've got one of those games that's where the developers actually programmed <laughs> yeah. in some custom colours because obviously I'd never actually do it myself yeah. I'm not mad Oh yeah. but Deus Ex sort of flashes in yeah. weird it's ways it's incredibly enough but yeah. I, I quite like that part of PCs where my, my case has got so many glowing parts in it that they were just on the things yeah like it's, it's a weird one because it's, like, quite, it's quite nice to look they, at they do some <laughs> clever things with Overwatch <clears> so that the keyboards flash in certain ways when things are off their recharge timer and that but you just think if I was looking at my keyboard while playing <laughs> yeah. this like an incredibly like demanding game where you've <laughs> yeah. got to pay attention to all the effects coming in and like everything there you can get chroma headphones you can't even see the lights <laughs> on them well they just have other people in the room to enjoy like, <laughs> yeah. uh, people I, clearly realise that you can sell hats in TF2 despite not being able to see a character model and so yeah. like customization is just bullshit <laughs> works whatever you do so, yeah that's what we think about that <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, I've uh, okay. I appreciate you answering that in more detail than I was expecting. Um, this is quite a good one. This is from James Vokes, who I think follows all of us on Twitter. But for those with second monitors, how often do you play games with something on there, and what do you put on it? And I ask this because I know Phil <laughs> that you watch all of the West Wing I while playing something, while reviewing something. I think was it Firefall? It might. That might have been the Firefall times. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, because lastly, uh, I think no, 2014, I commissioned Phil to review uh, the slightly naff MMO mm. shooter Firefall, um, and I think you did that as a coping mechanism and also as a, a way to watch The West Wing, a TV, TV drama that I don't think do- requires 100 percent of your attention. I mean, it's, but it's, it's a very like, audio-based thing. Yeah, um, it's kind of like a radio play that you know, with, with some walking in it. Right now, <laughs> uh, I'll watch uh, WWE stuff while playing Elite because it's a thing about just going between different stations or yes. playing uh, what else any, basically any MMO or whatever yeah, there's I, a lot of wrestling on in the week and uh, most of it's really bad so it's just <laughs> like I'd much rather be watching spaceships that's fair yeah, I use my second one for 
um, watching like YouTube's long form YouTube stuff. So like I'll watch Half in the Bag, which is one of my favorite YouTube shows, movie reviews. I'll, I'll have that on one level and wow, I'll play an MMO or something and it's just takes the tedium away. But then you sort of wonder like, why am I playing a game that requires secondary <laughs> entertainment to enjoy? <laughs> I was saying, that's like, well, half, half, two half good things combining <laughs> into like one unit of entertainment. But I, yeah. And you could just play a good game. Well, I, I agree that I think Elite is a bit too slow by yeah. itself to just be what you want. I think you definitely need a podcast on or something. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Like in the same way that Euro Truck is enhanced massively by its like radio stations yeah. and having that kind of sense of yeah, because um, yeah, there are games there. that are fun but have long periods of nothing happening, where which is when a second monitor comes in handy. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I don't, I don't actually have a second monitor, so uh, I get, but I do have uh, an iPad that mm. I, I can just stick on like next to me while I'm playing games. So um, I don't know a community probably. That's I mean, I just watch community on yeah, a, an endless like, loop, you know. Yeah, like shows like I watch Arrested Development and stuff like that. You can just have on and like you know it well enough to not have well, to. That's yeah. why the Westwood works is because like I'd seen that before. Oh right, like, I didn't. Realize. I thought that was your first viewing. Oh no, it wasn't the first viewing. No, oh, fair enough. Um, okay, well, I take that back then, mm. Phil. <laughs> um, coming soon. Actually, we might be able to answer this one. It's a bit hard, weary. Uh, so therefore not as exciting as a video games question but um, coming soon I'm yeah. switching to PC gaming but for my first PC should I build it or should I just buy one pre-built I'd say I'd Do say you're comfortable with yeah but the way I did it which worked quite well for me is I bought a pre-built one as a not like a, an Alienware like someone built it for me mm. on a website it was cyber power or something and then through upgrading that I learned yes. how to replace each part so I needed a new power supply and graph uh, graphics card so I just took the old ones out and, and through that learned how to do it and, it, and by the end I'd figure, I can do the whole thing now motherboard yeah, and it's, a lot it's good yeah, to know yeah. how it works in there yeah because things will go wrong but yeah it's like yeah, get you, someone to plug it all in for you and then you can when you take it out you, you know pick up enough from upgrading yeah. when you need to and yeah just and it becomes really fun as out. well it's the equivalent of like in the 50s when a, a greaser might have tinkered with his hot rod <laughs> or but, something but a bit less cool but way now do you <laughs> Yeah, and I, I take quite you know nice satisfaction in like taking my PC apart and like I've got a special Hoover for blowing a high-powered special computer mm. Hoover for blowing all the dust out of it and like doing that and tidying the cables and stuff. I take great pleasure. In that. <laughs> oh, fair enough. So that that's the fun you awaiting you if you get into PC building. Yeah, I must. I, I, <laughs> but it can be quite intensely like, um, what's the word? Daunting. Yeah. Uh, so at first, yeah. Yeah. If if you if you're unsure, just buy one, and you yeah. will figure it out as you go along anyway. Because you can make mistakes. Like uh, I remember, I bought a new um, I bought a new graphics card, and I didn't understand how PSUs worked, yeah. and it literally exploded because the PSU was way too weak for it. Yeah. Was so this was, when you tried to play Crisis? On, yeah. 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 And it was running at max frame rate. I was like, "This is out. I'm here. I've arrived." And then the P, I was in the dark as well, and it was just a blue light and. I was terrified oh. it had fried the rest of my components, which it can do, but it hadn't. So, these are the mistakes that you learn from. Oh yeah, it's, that's that's fair enough. Uh, okay, those those are some good answers. I think that people can learn from doing that for sure. Um, okay, the rest of the questions aren't very good, apart from <laughs> well, no, lots of people are asking about the Switch, but I guess oh, it's just because it's happening right now. It's not really a thing. Not a thing. Go to Nintendo Gamer. Actually, don't. 
Is that a thing you they can... not exist. No, they don't <laughs> exist anymore. Okay, uh, yeah, so no opinion on the Switch. Um, I guess, then, is there anything else we should say before we wrap up? I've forgotten how to end the podcast, Phil. <laughs> uh, um, we could talk about any number of things, like that magazine that we just released. Oh, yes, or the event that we're doing. The event we're doing. I'll start with the event, then. We are doing the PC Gamer Weekend in February 18th and 19th at the Olympia in London. We will have lots of cool games there and presentations from developers, which we're announcing now and in the next few weeks. Um, come along. Tickets are like twelve ninety from twelve ninety. I think and uh, yeah you can find that at weekender.pcgamer.com uh, we will be there you can say hello you can touch our faces no uh, no you don't know that one um, I don't know if Andy will be there actually. only if you've got white I let Andy not go last year and I'll probably do the same this year because uh, <laughs> he'll just be sat there on Twitter for two days <laughs> it's, not, it's not really worth it <laughs> um, so uh, yeah there's that and then there's a magazine that's just come out uh, the Thursday of this week uh, which has Prey on the cover issue 301 of PC Gamer it has uh, Mass Effect Andromeda hands on in there it has uh, Free Steve key for fractured space with the like exclusive pc gamer spaceship skin which is exciting and there's also 51 games to be excited about in 2016 mm-hmm. which is actually 50 now because scale band 2017 uh, 2017 yeah <laughs> it's actually 50 now because scale band got cancelled oh, so yeah <laughs> so i have to change the cover which a great expense Thanks, microsoft <laughs> could have waited a week for that announcement <laughs> <laughs> there's 10 pages on prey in there which phil wrote they're yeah. all very very good and uh, the game itself uh, sounds amazing actually one of the i'd say it's one of the few dead certs this year i think i'm, I'm almost certain that game is going to be good for what you said about i really it. hope so yeah like, yeah yeah i really hope so yeah it should be um, yeah, there's also like a feature about the making of good video game villains. Yep, and the How future of RPGs as well. RPGs. Which um, which we trolled the entire readership by, uh, well, not the readership, I guess people who uh, get angry about our Dragon Age 2 score um, by putting Dragon Age 2 on the opening spread of a feature about the future of RPGs. <laughs> like, because we just have not had enough of razzing. Uh, I mean, yeah, partially because <laughs> there's a legitimately a developer in there who was criticizing Dragon Age Inquisition for yeah, not yeah. being enough like Dragon Age 2. And it was like. Right on. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> There's a really good uh, Phil revisited Alpha Protocol in there, which is yeah. really good. And uh, yeah, it's oh, generally generally a, a decent issue. So go pick that up. And um, yes, uh, that is the podcast for now. We'll try to get back to doing these more regularly. I don't want to promise a time frame though, because I'll just fail at it miserably. Uh, but we'll just do it more regularly. And mm. um, we have, um, I think, the next podcast I would like to do for when the resi embargo lifts so we can talk about how good or bad that turns out to be uh, which we should know very shortly oh also we have a discord channel which has a uk podcast room which people are talking in which is cool is that true yeah yeah there's people showed up um sometimes they demand a podcast and we're like <laughs> holy crap we should I, I should have gone in there and asked them for questions yeah i might, no, I might go in there that. i'm gonna I, go I in there later go in and pop in. It's, it tends to work that you know you can you can put a little thing there and you'll come back a few hours later and there'll be a couple of responses and it's a very slow moving chat room yeah. well, we've never promoted it on the podcast uh, so, only yeah. once yeah uh, you can get to it by going to discord.gg slash pcgamer cool I think that's right yeah 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 if not uh, I'll put a link in the thing the description yeah yeah that'd be great we'd love to have you there we'd um, yeah we'd certainly like to build a, a community around this podcast it doesn't involve us asking twitter for questions and having you know uh, people howl into the abyss about ssds and uh, the switch. <laughs> yeah and the switch which like we're pc gamer <laughs> um uh, but yes uh, thank you very much for listening and we'll be back soon
It's a bit, it's a bit shameful that our only cultural reference for a directional microphone is fucking <laughs> Metal Gear Solid. 